We're late, we're late to a it's very been, important date. It's been so long, so long. I uh, think the I think the question is going to wind up being, are we going to still have our flow as we've had be- before being two months MIA? I think we uh, I think we're going to do just fine because, I mean, it's us. Yeah. We, we always have a flow. I mean... We go, we go how long without seeing each other and then we get together and it's just like, it always is. So I think it'll be fine. I'm sorry though, for everybody who has missed listening to us, uh, gab about whatever it is we feel like at the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, apologies to all of our listeners that we have been just busy. Life happens again, as we state, I feel like in almost every episode. So maybe for season three, that will be the end of making this comment. It's just, this is not our job. This is not something that we get paid for. This is strictly something that me and Rachel do on our free time that we enjoy doing so there's no i would say it's not our day job i'll just end it on that yeah no and you know what i think i think even i've like fallen victim to this to this thing where it's well we're more more so that i've i've made the mistake of listening to podcasts where i know for a fact that they are actually getting like some kind of funding for the podcast and they might be doing oh, yeah. it more often but like i i will like get in my head while i'm listening to it like oh this is what they do all the time like they they just are so professional at this thing that like they do this all the time and that's not the case i think for most podcasts that most of the people recording them are very busy either like doing doing I guess quote unquote regular jobs or Mm. or doing other creative ventures they're not just doing the podcast and there's a lot that actually goes into it that I don't think a lot of us think about um to make them as nice and professional professional (laughs) as as um as we try to make them sound yeah, definitely. And we still have issues when recording. We recorded something, I believe it was last month, and we couldn't air it just because of how horrible the sound was. And again, that's due to we're not in a studio. We're doing this via Zoom. We're not in the same room. So that makes it even more difficult on another level, I'll say. Did I tell you about the crazy thing that happened to one of me and Clay's videos just recently? Your YouTube channel? Yeah. We had recorded a video for one of like the evolution boxes that came out for Pokemon and we were recording a video for it. And it honestly, like, I'm kind of happy it didn't air because we didn't get any good cards out of it. It was a very bad, bad time, but I was getting so upset in the video that we weren't getting anything good that I literally, my eyelash started falling off partway through it. And we were watching it and I was like, yeah, we can't. We can't. You know, <laughs> it's a bad video or a bad time when the eyelash starts peeling, peeling off, off in the corner. <laughs> and it was so funny because it just like kept. I don't know how we didn't notice while we were recording. While we were recording, either it just like slowly was coming off until like it was like literally dangling by a thread by the end of it. I need to have a talk with Clay because he is a bad co-host if he couldn't warn you and say, "Hey." Your eyelash is coming off. 
<laughs> you have no idea how many times in a photo shoot I'll be looking at photos and be like, we need to stop so I can fix my makeup. You need to tell me when it's messed up. <laughs> For shame. For shame. <laughs> hey, everybody. We are about to start talking about Sailor Moon. And though we do our best to not talk about any spoilers, we might get a little spoilery in the episode. But most of our spoilers will not be till the end. So enjoy the episode at your own risk. Anyways, but this is our bonus episode for this month that we've missed the last two months. So getting back into it, we have a really super exciting episode today. It's very close to myself and Rachel's heart because I would say that this topic is our childhood in a nutshell and also in the same token, our adulthood, just because I oh, yeah. still am a diehard fan. I still watch reruns on like Hulu. So I guess it wouldn't be reruns at this point. <laughs> and I mean, they're still, if not like incredibly at a snail pace, releasing new new content for us to watch yep. for Sailor Moon. So there is still yep. plenty to look forward to, plenty to love. Uh, it's just such an amazing series. Sailor Moon is like, my whole heart. <laughs> yeah. And as Rachel just said, that basically that is what this episode is about because it is the 30th anniversary of Sailor Moon. 30 years of Sailor Moon. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. Oh my God. It's just been such a, such a wonderful series to, to get to enjoy from childhood till now. Oh, yeah. And again, it's one of those shows that you miss so many different things about the show when you watch it as a child versus now as an adult. Certain things that you didn't catch on, such as I would say cousins that weren't actually cousins. Uh, I picked yeah. up on that as a kid. I was like, I've never been like this with my cousins. Like, I, I don't know how y'all act with your cousins, but that's not how I act with my cousins. <laughs> But I think the essence of what today's episode is, is going to be just us celebrating 30 years of Sailor Moon, talking through some of the characters, um, as well as just how I would say that the show over the years has blown up and there's a whole new fan base with the younger generation too, versus the older generation. And I guess, am I calling us older? I'm sorry if I am, but really just the first half of the early years of Sailor Moon when it first came out in 1992, given we were infants. I feel like there's like such this like huge community of, of yes. Sailor Moon fans. Um, it's something that I got to grow up and, and enjoy with my sister. And even though my brother is not as much of a diehard fan for it now, he loved it watching it with both me and my sister as a kid. Uh, we had like the DVD copies of the movies that they did and we watched them so many times that a couple of them do not work anymore <laughs> and we still have them and will to this day every now and then try to throw them in and be like sometimes because sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so we're just like we just pop it in we're like hopefully this is like one of the times that we get all the way through to the end of the movie <laughs> I have to agree because as a child, I didn't want to be a princess. Every, everyone always asks, oh, did what Disney princess did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be Sailor Moon. 
that's what I wanted to be when I was younger. And it's just so cool to see what a long, it's, it's really cool, I would say, to just see how far that this has come and just even the revamp because exactly as you're saying i would come home from school way in the 90s we're we're giving away our age here but <laughs> i'd come home from school and i would look forward to watching an episode when it was on and i also had all of the vhs's i didn't manage to get them on dvd but i had them on vhs where i would be re-watching it over and over and over again and I think there's just something so symbolic about it that just the essence of girl power in it is what is so amazing. And it's yes. a whole different vibe because the show, what a lot of people may not realize unless you're a diehard fan, is that this was based around the Power Rangers and they wanted to give it a female vibe and just give female characters and really strong I would say girl power behind it where they didn't need a man to save them given that could be i would say questionable with tuxedo mask but. <laughs> i mean even even when considering that power rangers was also not very against like girl power or anything there were yeah. definitely female power rangers and whatnot I love Sailor Moon because it wasn't just, well, we're not just going to have like a couple girls on our team. It's the whole team. Like it's yep. led by, led by what you could, could, what is like portrayed as like a cry baby or, or just like the girly girl, very much in touch with her femininity, but also ready to kick your butt in the name of the moon and, yeah. and love and friendship. And that's, and that was just so awesome to get to see and get to watch. And it, it's exactly like what you said. I would come home. I, that was the first thing that I wanted to watch when I'd get home. I would, I remember one time me and my brother got in a fight and I was so upset that I got sent to my room and couldn't watch Sailor Moon that day <laughs> that I had remembered I had left the TV on downstairs. And I was like, pushing my ear against the floor of my bedroom trying to hear the Aww. television downstairs so I could hear what was going on on Sailor Moon I I would get up she would do her transformation and I would actually get up and have to try to do the transformation like try to kick my leg up in a complete Same. split I would do all of that because I it's like you said I just I wanted to be her so bad she was just so cool and you know what tuxedo mask did squat he literally showed up to be like you can do it throw a rose and leave the most he ever did and you know what I will give him this he was very supportive because that's all he ever did was just show up and mm -hmm. be like you could do it and then would head out <laughs> yeah and I'll say even as kids watching the show they made the content also watchable and enjoyable for adults because the topics they cover in i would say the show not even just the anime series but also the manga they do cover a lot of topics that i would say go over a lot of kids heads and so one thing in particular is as adult re-watching the anime series they had a specific conversation i don't remember what episode it was but Yusagi was feeling insecure about her weight oh, and yeah, they had a whole 
episode based on how it's okay to be healthy and eat what you want and not feel insecure about it. And they covered a lot of sensitive topics. Not even just that. I think there's a lot of other adult topics i loved that episode because it wasn't just by the end of it it was yes you should take care of your body but at the but the uh, at the end of the day part of that is making sure that you you are okay with your body in your own headspace and it doesn't matter what other people think and i thought that was super important too but it it's just just the messages that were in it and the just like the strong emphasis on on friendship and mm-hmm. and caring for the people that you that you love and protecting them and and all you really need to be able to do that is the love that you have for them. I loved that part of the show just constantly. It it really was I'm going to kick your butt with the power of friendship and you're just going to take it. And it always killed me how to this day People are like, oh, it's just such a kid show. It's just for like little girls and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you have any idea how many times the scout, all of the scouts died? How yeah. Do you have any idea how many times that's happened? It happened all three of the movies. All three of them. I, I really would have loved now rewatching it and going back through and rereading the mangas and everything. I would have loved if the age was maybe a little older that they were at least 20 something versus being in like middle school and at the end high school just because there are certain things when you're reading through the manga that maybe the anime didn't show for reasons i understand i think it's just one of those things where the specific topics such as going into i would say damien and Usagi. I would say just the love that happens through the show with the relationships of such as Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon when they are together. I just feel that is such a adult romance that it comes in so strong. When I was a kid and I was watching the show, I in my little in my little adorable brain had this idea that she was actually much older than she was. When I was watching the show, even though they said otherwise I would forget these facts and in in my head it was like she was a high school student that or, or even or even more like a college student in my mm-hmm. eyes where she I mean yeah she went to school and and was silly and goofy but I mean she was also literally the queen of the moon she had it together to grow up and watch it later in my life it was very odd to me to go, oh, wait, they're like 14. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing, too, is what a lot of people also don't realize, and I myself also forget a lot of the times, is when the silver crystal and they are in the future and it takes over and that's how it's keeping everybody stagnant at their specific age that they, I would say, when the silver crystal took over, The thing that people don't realize is when all of the Sailor Scouts transform into their perspective, obviously Sailor Planet, they they transform into their actual age. So when they are in their 20s. So that's where they have their bodies change, their skirts are really short, their legs lengthen. So, because we know that Queen Serenity stops aging i believe it's at 22. i i think that there's also the implication that they're not necessarily like fully human either that they are 
transforming into what they were before Beryl decided to come through and just destroy everything because she had a crush that that was unrequited. Thanks, Beryl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my question to you. Have you finally finished the manga series? I actually have not, but I have been considering picking it back up recently. How many is there? 12? 12 of them, not including side stories and stuff. Yep, so you have the 12 plus the two other ones in the future, and then you have the prequels with Sailor V. And side note, people don't know this either, that this originally was supposed to be all about Sailor V, Sailor Venus, and then they changed it to Sailor Moon. I know you know that, but for anybody that's not listening. (laughs) Which I always think that's why there's, for one thing, I always enjoy the relationship that Venus and Sailor Moon specifically have with Mm -hmm. each other. And also why there's so many similarities between the two of them. They vibe so well together. And it's because, well, I feel like Sailor Moon really wouldn't exist without Sailor V because that, that there's a lot of truth to that. And it also makes you really appreciate that episode where she actually tries to be Sailor Moon to, to trick <laughs> With the, the pigtails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you appreciate that whole scene a little bit more. For sure. I, so let me ask you this. Who, who is your favorite character growing up? And then who's your favorite character now as an adult? My favorite character growing up was hands down Sailor Moon. Just, she was the star of the show. She was just so cool with her bun head. And <laughs> her outfit was arguably the most colorful out of the rest yes. of the scouts. Because the scouts were like very specific to to a singular color. When it first started, it was definitely Sailor Sailor Moon. And then as I got older and my mom, she would start to find the VHS tapes at places like Publix or, or Kroger when she was shopping. And I would get some of the VHS tapes for the later seasons when they'd start to introduce Outer Scouts and then the, the like the whole mystery behind uh Saturn was just so yeah. interesting to me that I think I had one VHS tape that I actually lost and only got to watch a couple times and it was the first appearance of Saturn in her actual Saturn outfit and I was so intrigued by it and it was so cool to me so she quickly became a- another favorite of mine but as an adult I think my very very favorite is definitely Jupiter I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Growing up, I have to second what you said. Sailor Moon was always one of my favorites. And then I always have had a love for Sailor V, Sailor Venus. And even to this day, I still have a love for both of their characters. I really respect Sailor Venus and exactly as you said, the similarities between her and Sailor Moon and i would say the things that are just very quirky about the both of them where they enjoy naps and go to the arcade and things of that nature but when i was younger i honestly i didn't like this specific scout because i always thought she was mean sailor mars yeah she was as i've gotten older though I really love Sailor Mars and have such a respect for her and her character because she is, I would say, the essence of the responsible one of the group other than Sailor Mercury. 
Okay, so I definitely agree that Sailor Mars was one of the meanest, and I definitely didn't like her. As Same. For one thing, I very much shipped a Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. The fact that Mars was just so nonchalant and in Usagi's face about, yeah, I'm going after your man because he's hot. It <laughs> just like yeah. really enraged me. But then after she dropped that, and especially, I had this one VHS tape. It was the guy who was staying at her shrine with her grandpa. I can't remember I don't remember his name. His name. Had a story arc where he was like, I'm not good enough and I must go. And Ray was just like, leave. I don't care. Oh, but I care. I and like, that made me really love her character. It's fair to say the differences between the manga versus the anime is they changed up so much. They really did. And that's the thing about her character in particular, Ray, is that in the manga, she was not as mean, I'll say, to Sailor Moon. She honestly, it came off more as a loving older sister where... It was pretty, I would say, in times that it was needed to, I would say, talk some sense into Usagi and say, hey, woman up, you you got it. It's all good. And so that's where I would say the difference of where they made her so much more mean is what you're saying to the anime. And that's why I respect and love the manga so much is mm -hmm. because there is so much missing backstory, I would say, in the anime, even though the anime has so many more episodes. And it does focus more on their personalities and things on the back end, but I feel there's that essence that's missing in the manga that's not in the anime. I feel like something that the original anime did, and even with the updated dubs that they did for for the original anime that that they did, where they took out all the stuff where Uranus and and Neptune were cousins, and they took out all the stuff they thought our little American child minds yeah. couldn't handle. I think there was something to that whole thing where you said Power Rangers is what kind of created or was like the starting point or the jumping off point for Sailor Moon is kind of the the reason why Sailor Moon was created was to kind of be that space for girls. And I think the manga, the manga was better because it was more written in a style of, hey, I want to tell a story and here's the story of the characters they have. They have detailed backgrounds. They're more, they're more developed and they have an actual they feel more real where yeah. what they were trying to build for the tv show was something a little bit more two-dimensional like characters that come out of early power rangers in in early shows even early animes like that and other early children television shows early just early things that came out in like the the 80s and 90s where it was there's the cool guy and the cute one and the nerdy one and the mean one. And they were like very two-dimensional and just fit into like this cookie cutter of like, this is this one of the group and this is this one of the group where now where we're getting like Crystal, where it's actually more true to the manga and actually yeah. trying to fill out those actual stories. We're actually getting getting to see the the scouts as more than just Ray is mean because she's fiery and, and, Venus is a little ditzy because she because she's all about love and whatnot and 
and we're actually getting to see them as, as actual characters and not as like these these character caricatures of of what 80s and 90s creators thought little girls and little boys should be yeah i will say don't get us wrong on what we're saying here because i know as much as i still love the anime i know rachel still loves the anime even to this day but reading the manga because i only ever first knew about the anime that's how i was first introduced and it honestly wasn't until 2014 i believe i started purchasing the mangas and Mm -hmm. i actually started reading them and then once i started re-watching the anime I still love the anime, but it's too drawn out for me where it's too many side stories. And I think too much filler, exactly. But that's also what makes it so different because it does focus and it does give, I would say, more backstory to these characters that maybe we didn't see in the manga. But it's just, I would say there are those differences. And for me, that's just what I love about crystal and i know crystal has gotten a lot of hate it has a lot of flaws and i don't think me and nikki are here to deny that because it's got flaws but the story has arguably been done much better much more true to the manga there were times in early crystal when me and you were pulling out the manga flipping to like like they literally did this like frame for frame like exactly as it is in the manga and And it was wild That's what I loved about Crystal is because I am the kind of person where I don't mind seeing everything that I am exactly reading portrayed on TV. That's what I was wanting from Crystal. I don't, I can't say the same about everybody else, but I was happy to see exactly as you're saying, verbatim, they did everything frame by frame. And it was beautiful when it was Mm -hmm. done correctly. It was beautiful. I will say when they messed up, such as switching specific dresses that shouldn't have been on specific (laughs) characters. I argue that they've gotten better and they look nicer, but I was definitely, when Crystal came out, I wanted to cry when I saw the transformation sequences. First of all, when Ray transformed, I was like, what's wrong with her leg? I've never been shy about this. I've said it plenty of times. I don't like CG animation a lot of the time. Don't get me wrong. I love Pixar and some of it can be done right. I don't like it in my anime. Keep it out of my anime. I don't, it makes me uncomfy. And the transformation sequences made me uncomfy. I will say I have not watched the new two-part film that focuses on the next arc that we were missing and waiting for so long. But obviously due to pandemic reasons. And then there was also the whole drama about pay with the actors and everything. Mm -hmm. But I still have not watched it. I need to watch it because I know it goes exactly, again, verbatim like the manga. It was was super satisfying to get to watch this arc play out the way that it was supposed to. I I know that it was, I I haven't read the manga, but I basically know the story and how it was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And I thought, the the original anime did this particular arc even though when i watched it as a as a kid and and as an adult it, this particular arc was my favorite arc from the original anime 
Really? It was given no justice, zero justice in the original anime compared to what they did with Crystal, which makes me love this particular arc even more because it was so, so well done and so well written and just so, just such an enjoyable experience to get to watch unfold. And it's so well animated. And the dresses! to actually because I don't remember do we ever actually see them in the original anime I know we see Usagi obviously and small lady at at multiple points but the rest of the scouts I don't feel like in the original anime they ever focus on the fact that they're actually their own respective princesses like it says like something that that is just glossed over entirely in the original anime all of the scouts are a princess of their own respective planet yeah so I don't think they covered that very well. I'll and, say that. And so I don't think we ever actually got to see an animated version of their princess, of all of their princess forms. And to get yeah. to see that, especially for Saturn, was just... So yeah, nice. they all have their own castles on each planet. And that is something that is missing from the anime series, I'll say. But... I do, I don't know if I can really choose a specific arc that's my favorite, but the one that I am very excited, I'm sure it will be another probably five, six years until we get this next arc, hopefully not. I'm really, yeah, (laughs) let's be for real here. When When did Crystal start? 2013, I wanna say. And we're only this far into the story? Yeah, I think I know what you're about to say. And honey, we're going to be like old ladies. Like, I ain't been waiting my whole life for this moment when we finally get this arc. If I think you're about to say what you're going to say. Oh, we're on the same wavelength, I'm sure. I am super excited for the Sailor Stars arc. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say. And (sighs) me too. But we are going to be like little old ladies, like in a retirement home together, just like... I can't believe we waited this long for this. <laughs> I think it's just because it's in the manga, obviously, and then it's also in the anime, but we never got an English dub from it. And yeah, it's not did. even, did we? Because they, yeah. well, you know what? They did partial. They did partial. And then the half of the rest of the season was not in English. They did it when they did the redubs. Really? Because there wasn't yes. anything on Hulu that I saw for that. I don't know if it ever hit Hulu, but I swear I have them on on um, DVD. But yeah, at least from a Hulu standpoint, they don't have the actual English dub. They only have the subtitles. Next time I come out, do not let me forget. I'm bringing this with me and we're watching it together. But they did do it. There was never one for the original for the original dub. So we never... And yeah. I, I think the reason why we never got to see it back in the 90s or early 2000s is because I think Sailor Moon, as far as its conversation that it's willing to have about gender identity and gender fluidity and and how it's okay to portray yourself as both masculine and feminine and you can be both or you could be one or the other and no matter what you choose that's that's cool like Sailor Moon was really ahead of its time as far as being being ready and willing to to do that as far as the manga goes and 
I think Sailor Stars really delved into that deeper than than any of the other other story arcs in the sense that all of the Sailor Stars are gender fluid. Yeah. And I don't think that they were they were it was easy to to just like pass to pass Uranus off as just a a very masculine femme person but they're not they're definitely not gay like don't think that they're gay like they're just cousins like it was easy to do that with them but it was much harder to do that with with characters like the stars because they were so open about what they were I'll say that just because of where we are now, we are so in the forefront and things have changed so significantly compared to what it was in the 90s, where it would be, unfortunately, now it's like, yeah, that's fine. That's not a problem. But it was it would have been such a shock factor, air quotes. Yeah. And like, like <laughs> Uranus was the first character in the manga and in the in the in crystal uh, that they introduced that had that ability to where when she transformed she didn't just transform into sailor uranus sometimes she would transform into that the the masculine sailor uranus and they completely cut that out of the original anime all together and they don't even talk about it because they didn't want to And so I don't think that, I think that's why we never really got stars. For me, it's more, not even the fact that I missed the English dub version of it, but it's more, again, going back to, I love what the manga did versus what the anime did. I think the anime covered, without giving spoilers away, that big shock at the end. They did a really great job at showing that. There's characters that are missing where... The biggest one in particular that I was so heartbroken that we didn't see in the anime was Sailor Cosmos. We did not get to see Sailor Cosmos in her full form. She was just this light of shadow. She's like, I know so little about her character because, again, I haven't read the manga. I've, like, just, like, gone based off of, like, what I read off of Wikipedia pages and whatnot. And that really doesn't tell me anything about Sailor Cosmos as a character. And I have, I'm so interested in her. And I'm definitely bummed that that's something that the anime never actually really covered. Cause again, I am so intrigued by this character and I need to know more. I would say next to Sailor Moon, Venus, and then also Mars, Sailor Cosmos is probably one of my other favorites. And just because of her specific storyline and her arc which they don't really cover in the anime is they cover in the manga and it's missing and her character i just don't want to give too much away for those that haven't read it and it's just something that i can just leave it at as go read the manga and you'll see what i'm talking about I'm very, I'm very interested to to learn more. So, so feel myself, free to ask me. <laughs> my myself and and well, no, no, myself and the the rest of the listeners who have not finished the manga, we all have some homework to do. So yeah. let's go read the manga, and then maybe maybe you can message us or or comment on some posts for for Sailor Moon on our Instagram and let us know what you think about the big Sailor Cosmos reveal (laughs) 
I just don't understand why they kept it such a secret and didn't reveal more about her character. So that's just my thought on it, that we're missing that component. And Well, hopefully one day Crystal will be ready and hopefully it comes out sooner rather than later and we'll get to actually see Sailor Cosmos in her full glory in an animated fashion. That would be so awesome. I'll say also just... As we're starting to wrap up this episode, one other thing that I always thought was very unique and interesting about this series is they would defeat one evil villain and then this next evil being would come up and try and destroy just the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think there was that disconnect for me for such a long time where... Queen Beryl, when Queen Beryl first came out, she destroyed Earth and the universe and took over as queen, and then she's magically defeated and gone, so they rewrite history, essentially. And then we move on to the next villain. It was just always interesting, and I loved how they did take a turn with Small Lady when she became evil, because yeah, that is... I I know, like, Small Lady is, like, one of your favorite villains in the whole show. And you know what? I can I can get behind that because I think Mistress, Mistress Nine was actually one of my favorite villains of the show. Obviously, I don't like what she did to Hotaro, but she was, yeah. like, she just, like, had a cool vibe and she looked cool. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Wicked Lady that, I don't know if it's the costume or the hair because it's pink. I don't know, there's just something about that particular arc that I love. Just because we all know that Sailor Minnie Moon, she can't age. She's yeah. stuck in this age. And so I think that was the excitement for me, other than her turning evil, was getting to see her age. But getting I to see her in like the adult form. Another, you know what? Speaking of that, another really great episode that I actually really enjoy that I think is same, same to that is the episode where her and Usagi get like swapped. Like they body swap, basically. Yes. I love that episode because it's not necessarily that they body swap, but they swap ages. And so yeah. we have like this adorable chibi, actual chibi Sailor Moon. And then we have an adult chibi moon and so like we actually get to see her hair be a little bit longer how she might look as as a teenager since usagi is not actually an adult um by this point it's just yeah. how that's just how chibi sees her just to just to get to see that part that to see that for chibi and get to see what she might look like if we actually had like maybe a sequel series at some point where where Chibi had her own uh what was it the the Amazon quartet and 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 her own sailor scout and uh, scouts and her own like little I don't know negaverse to to fight <laughs> Yeah, that is a component I think that would have been really cool to see play out because I love the books that they do, the side stories that are not anywhere near the story, such as they add on where, spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but the, obviously if you're a fan, you know what happens and you know the timeline I, and everything. How I'm small. Just gonna... 
I'm just gonna put this here. If you're if you're still listening, we've been pretty much spoiler free as far as the show goes to this yeah. point. We're gonna get into some spoilers here in in the next like few minutes. So if you don't want any spoilers, we'll see you next bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> But how small Lady is, we find out it's not Usagi's little sister, it's her daughter. Mm. And in these other books that they've released, they have another daughter. Which is super cool to see with Small Lady being the older sister, and she's a great mm. older sister. I'm sure she and is. It's just fun to see those differences where I think those two books, we do get to see the Amazon Quartet as their own sailor scouts and see that's something i'd always wanted in the show because i didn't actually find out until later it almost felt like the quartet was supposed to be her her actual court like they would have been a perfect sailor scouts for her like they were color coordinated their hair was like a lot goofier kind of like hers was um and their evil forms or whatever they had really like cute sailor scout outfits and spoiler I, warning that's because they are yeah and i mean watching it back then they weren't willing to like go go that way in the show mm-hmm. and it feels like they should have stuck around and been there for chibi and so to never actually get to see that like i would have loved to get to see them in their actual sailor forms that would have been so cool I really do need to finish the manga so I can get to these things I want. I'm still going to want it in animated form, though. I'm looking at you, Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> so my favorite one, if we're talking about the Amazon Quartet, is I hope I'm going to say her name right. Kurei Kurei or Suri Suri, the pink one. She's oh, my yeah. favorite one. Yeah, she's really cute. <laughs> and yeah, and she was basically like the Venus to, to yeah. Chibi. And so I... I really wanted to see that in like in an Same. animated form. So hopefully, hopefully, Crystal, I'm looking at you. You need to get you get on the ball with this. <laughs> so since we are two months behind, everybody, please bear with us. We have had life changing events pop up and they're good life changing events. All good so things. that is yes, that is the reason why we have been MIA this long. So we are in April, still the beginning weeks of April. I would say let's set for a bonus episode. I would say if we can even get two in, maybe we'll see. No promises, but two, maybe, maybe one or two in May. And then I would say season three is coming pretty soon. That that sounds about about good for me. And I think we can definitely fit two in there so let's let's shoot for it let's shoot for the moon a little a little apology we can call it the apology tour episode for being MIA for so long yeah (laughs) (laughs) but definitely looking forward to that well I guess this concludes this bonus episode and I just want to say to all the fans out there that also love Sailor Moon we are right there with you that is I could not imagine a life without Sailor Moon and how just this series in general has gotten me through so many different things of just kind of escaping. And so I have such a love and fond memories of growing up and enjoying Sailor Moon. So thank you. I don't think I would be the nerdy, nerdy 
person I am today if it was not for Sailor Moon. So yes, thank you, Sailor Moon. I love you. Hmm. But other than that, thank you everybody for joining us on this bonus episode. We look forward to connecting with the, all of you real soon. And other than that, we'll speak with you next time. In the name of the moon, we will see you next time. Bye. If you like Two Girls, One Review, go subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Woman Crush Wednesdays. Yes. The, the entire team, too. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs>